All right, so Nathan, how, hey, was, how was your week so oh, far? Oh, it's been a good week. I mean, uh, busy, like always, with school and with my daughter. And uh, But today was a very exciting day. I ended up getting tickets to see my favorite band, oh, yeah. Tool. Um, they're coming at the end of May, and actually, I'm going to be seeing them twice. So uh, after I got the tickets for the Vancouver show, I called my buddy, uh, who was getting tickets for the Tacoma show, and the price was decent enough where I said, yeah, get me one. So we're going to road trip it down to Tacoma on Friday. Where, which state is that? Is that Washington? That state? Okay, okay. Washington. Yeah, sure. yeah. So it's, it's outside of Seattle. Okay, yeah. It's like a two-hour drive from here. So we're going to road trip it, stay the night Friday. So we're going to see Tool, our favorite, both of our favorite bands. Yeah. Stay the night, and then recover Saturday, and then Sunday and see them in Vancouver. I'm totally stoked. This is going to be amazing. This will be my fourth and fifth time seeing them. Oh, wow. But So I'm pretty stoked on that. Yeah, I go to concerts all the time. Did you get VIP, VIP passes? No, no. They're expensive tickets as they were. Uh, I'm in the bowl, and it was like, I, I grabbed two for the Vancouver show. Mm -hmm. And after taxes and fees for two tickets, it was 326 bucks. Okay. Which some people say is like decent, but then, uh, you know, I went and saw one of my favorite bands two weeks ago, three weeks ago, uh, at a at a local venue, and it's yeah. thirty bucks a ticket. So it's like sometimes you get these huge gaps, gaps, it's which just, doesn't just, seem right. You know, I think it's the demand, what it is. Yeah, and and popularity and stuff too. But it's just crazy to think that like that a band is touring and they're selling tickets for thirty bucks, and then another band is touring. They're selling tickets for 150 bucks. Yeah. Like, doesn't make much sense. But anyways, how was your week? Uh, my week was fantastic. Like, I didn't do, do too much. I was working on my own personal stuff. Um, I, I stream on Twitch. I, I'm yeah, not going to plug my right. Twitch, but I stream on Twitch as a hobby. And I, I went and saw a, a doctor because I, I have back problems. Mm. And I saw a doctor where they, they give me injections in my back. And I used to have, well, still, I still kind of have a suffering of the back pain, but it's not as bad. Like, it just, it just changed my whole, like, it was like instant relief. It was mm -hmm. like that quick. Like, it was, it was, That's now I, cool. now it opens up a whole bunch of opportunities that mm -hmm. I couldn't do before. I'm not going to stress on my back out any, like, mm -hmm. like I used to, but, um, like I, I heard it snowboarding right. originally. So. That's exciting though. So you got like. Know, potential for all these different avenues for work especially right because i know yeah. that you've been struggling to find a job where you feel comfortable yes and so if your back feels better then that's awesome that would be yeah. great well which kind of you know leads us to what we're going to be talking about we're going to be talking about um you know doctors and prescriptions and yeah. drugs like that but also i wanted to just add because before we get into the doctors yes we're going to talk about uh society and systems and kind of just mm -hmm. like where we're at right now in our landscape in our community yeah. and things like that and so i wanted to also add about my week is that i posted a blog oh yeah on my other blog site about this pipeline going in have you heard anything about this uh trans mountain pipeline that's been going oh on? with uh the natives and yeah. um i i 
don't know too much about、mm. it. All I know is that they they said no, and、mm-hmm. the government is kind of like it's it's making it happen, even though they, it's a fiasco. It's、like、really, a, a lot here. It's political suicide, is what it There's is. There's just so much going on. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't really say it's political suicide. Just the sense is like nobody really knows what to do or how to do it.、Um, but there are there is light at the end of the tunnel. So like, anyways, I. I I researched a lot of it for this week to write this blog,、uh, which helps because we're talking about society and systems. I don't want to go too much into it, but yeah. yeah. Uh, before we get into that, I wanted to talk about the tickets that I got. Okay, what tickets I, did well, you get? I didn't get it recently. You already knew、uh, what I got. Oh yeah, yeah, I got the tickets for yeah. Russell Brand. Yeah, that's and right. And he's coming here to Vancouver.、Mm-hmm. Um, that's exciting. And、uh, yeah, so like, yeah, and you're not taking me. I was going to. <laughs> you were thinking about. I、it. was thinking about, but then you're busy on those yeah, days, so you're、yeah. you're not available. So I、mm. I decided to take one of my good buddies that、that's、I、cool. I know really well, and I I owe him, so it's it's kind well, of a, it's a treat for him. So that's better. I've heard a lot of Russell Brand.、Mm-hmm. Like I do really like him. I think it'd be a great show. Yeah. But yeah, I'm already busy as it is. If you've got somebody else to go with, perfect. Like、yeah. do that. Yeah, and also I I didn't just get tickets. I got oh, you got the VIP tickets. tickets. That's right. So I get to actually talk to them for like、mm. a little bit and ha- ask them a few questions and like have like a one-on-one coaching because it's about his book recovery, and the book recovery is about addictions. And we're、mm. gonna be talking a little bit of that、right. in our topic today. Just so we know when is that concert, and just so that maybe we can discuss it after concert or, or sorry, mean,、uh, it's more of like a yeah, it's like, like a, a tour. A discussion, a discussion tour. Yeah, yeah. But it's, when is it? It's in on April the sixth. April sixth. Okay, so it's coming up. It's coming up. A month and a few days, kind of thing. Yeah, twenty twenty. Cool. Well, that'll be exciting to hear about that and about addiction. Yeah, we're going to be covering a lot of topics today. Yeah.、Uh, and they all kind of stem with each other, right? Like, so we want to talk about the big ideas and also the small ideas. So. We're talking about societies and systems. Like, so, what do you think, then, Sean, about our current system, the way we live today, how things go about?、Um, you know, we don't have to get into the nitty gritty of politics and、mm-hmm. and things like that. But, like, what's something you might think about or associate with when you think about society, society, and、In、how、general? we live today? Yeah,、uh, we're really isolated.、Hmm. I would say, like, like you were saying before, before we started the podcast, you're saying. Isolation, where where technology is kind of taking over,、mm. um, where we're not really social like we should be. That's why it's leading a lot of is leading to a lot of、uh, emotional and mental problems.、Mm. Um, yeah, more than we've ever known, right? So、yeah. many emotional problems.、Mm. Yeah, I think we're becoming very disconnected. It's so weird, you know, like all these good things that come from. The growth of society that we have, you know, like improvements in medical care, and you know,、uh, like in our society, people aren't starving. You know, like pretty much everybody's got a roof over their heads.、Um, you know, we've got so many things put in place to at least give the basic essentials for for survival. Yeah. But I have found, and I don't know about you, but I've found like when I get into deep discussions with friends and family and stuff, and just just based on、uh, little telltale signs of people I encounter, 
I tend to think people these days just aren't happy. Like I think I, they're also closed off. Yeah, very closed off. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they want they they want to bring up the things that need to be talked about, mm -hmm. that need to be addressed because like mm -hmm. they're insecure about them. Mm -hmm. Like yeah, well we're kind of told like, you know, be happy. You know, if you if you want something, go get it, and these kind of things, and and I think that can be really. Uh, hurtful for a lot of people especially if you're like well i'm not happy right mm -hmm. like so what do i do then and then if all you say is well be happy <laughs> it's like well that's not really a solution and uh i think if anything it contributes to the problem also what do you think about the idea of sorry that's my beer putting down uh what do you think about like the fact that because we're growing in the society and the technological advancements you know like we're, we might be more connected through devices, but that create kind of creates a separation face yeah. to face kind of thing, right? So, do you see uh, like what? Where would you put the importance of like face to face interaction? Well, in that's where like like I, that's why I see like it's important to have a job that is hmm. that is um, social. Like a lot of people have a job where they're not interacting with people. Hmm. Um, it doesn't mean that you have to have a job. It just means you have to have that balance in your life. But it's just like that's what that's what a lot of people look towards when they're like looking for, not looking for work, but like I, I know what for purpose. <laughs> yeah, for purpose or what? Purpose. Yeah, meaning. Uh, you know. Yeah, I think that's right. Like we need whether even if you're working with computers, right? Mm. Uh, if you're working with computers with a team or something, that's like there you go, right? But there's a team aspect, a, a need to be with people. Yes. I was going to say that uh, recently also, I didn't mention that last week, I got a couple rats. Yeah. And, uh, and I've, I, the reason I succumbed to getting rats, because it was my daughter who wanted them. And, I mean, I've got a dog right now. I've got two lizards. Like, oh, wow. the last thing I want is another pet. another pet like already <laughs> i mean the dog itself is like a huge responsibility i yeah. take them out three times a day right mm -hmm. but uh and rats now this week i'm learning they're also a big responsibility like yeah up and whatnot but she she lured me into it um not that she lured me into it she mentioned she wanted them but uh i succumbed to it because I know that rats are very much like humans and they're very much like dogs. And like mm. you can actually train rats. So I'm oh, wow. kind of thinking about how I might train rats. Well, they train them all the time. Like they're yeah. always experimenting yeah. with rats. And... Well, they're very smart. They're very yeah. much like humans. And yeah. that's why they do a lot of testing on them because they think like humans. They're pack animals, right? And so I just wanted to say about the idea of um, testing on rats. They've done multiple tests on rats, especially in this isolation piece. You know, when you put a rat in a cage alone, uh, you can see it visibly deteriorate. And if you give it access to drugs and stuff, it will literally kill itself with the drugs. Whereas mm -hmm. if you have rats together in a group uh, and you give them access to drugs, they might try it and whatnot, but they're not going to kill themselves with it. There is a component to um, the isolation yes. that links rats with humans. And... Uh, that's one thing I, I see a lot in society. If, if you're going to say, you know, we've got all this technology, we've got advancements in medical care, in 
this, this, and that pretty much everywhere. Anything you'd want, we should be happy. Essentially, we should be happy compared to civilization from a couple hundred years ago yeah, where yeah. children were dying at massive, you know, like if right now we're dealing with the coronavirus, if we were dealing oh, with that yeah. before medical aid, children and old people, boom, gone. It'd be like the Black Plague all That's over right. again. That's right. And we've got uh, history just riddled with plagues and I mean, half of the women didn't even survive childbirth. Like we're talking about the entirety of humanity's history just riddled with death and all these different uh, difficult things to tackle. Yeah, yeah. And now we've kind of overcome these, these difficulties, but we seem to be worse off than ever. People are committing suicide at higher rates than ever. Drug addiction is getting more and more prevalent. So maybe we should talk a little bit about this idea of, of drug addiction. Um, you know, maybe... Well, I wanted to talk about... You were talking about rats and how you okay. can train rats, right? Let's go back. Yep. So like... Um, train I rats. Was, yeah, I'm going to try. There was this experiment, and I think it's, I think it's called the 100 monkey experiment. Ooh. So what happened was these monkeys in this island that they were teaching them something new because they didn't, none, none of these monkeys knew how to do this. And then it was to wash a potato. So they taught two monkeys on an island how to wash a potato. Or like, what? Oh, they start off with one monkey, okay? Okay. So one monkey was washing potato, and then that monkey taught another monkey how to wash potatoes. And then eventually, all the monkeys on the island knew how to wash a potato. Right. But that wasn't where it ended, because that's, that's, that would just be, okay, they taught each other how to wash potatoes. Yeah. What was very unique was that halfway across the globe, other monkeys started learning no how to way. wash potatoes. Yeah, and the, they, that did, work? they did this experiment. It, I think it's something to do with quantum physics. I don't know. It they gets don't know, really, really? They, I don't know. They probably know, but it's really complicated. But it's, these monkeys didn't see each other. They didn't see each other. Yeah. Now, like, every monkey knows how to wash a potato now. I, not, not every monkey, but I'm just right. going with what the study was saying. Sure, sure. But... Um, what I wanted to say was they also did this experiment with humans. So they said, okay, let's see how many faces you can find in this graph, right? So they had this like picture and it was like kind of like those, those Easter egg pictures, right? So like it had a certain number of faces and like maybe the group, the first group they showed it to was only like a group of six or whatever. Mm -hmm. And like they showed it to them and they're like, okay, we see six faces. So then they took the same group and they added more people and then they saw more faces. Mm. And then I like where you're going with this. I like yeah, so like it was very interesting. But then, huh. but then like it took them a while to figure out where the other faces were, right? Hmm. But then, when they did the same experiment on the other side of the globe, it was easier for them to determine where right. the faces were. <clears throat> now this could be, this can be like um, that's cool. This can be saying like okay, maybe the other people on the other side are more trained to like know where the faces are hmm. but, but when you look at the study of the monkeys yeah too like it gives you more grounding in the sense of like well maybe there's something going on yeah a connection a that's connection not, that's, that's not, not seen, seen. Exactly. yeah that's where yeah. We're the spiritual side yeah. of things. yeah i like that i like that idea so then then thinking about that thinking about how the connection there is um whether you see them or not this connection of say the brain waves or spirit or wh whatever that might be like what does that say about the connections we have right now like what do you think about that well i think like if you're going through a tough time and 
you see somebody else is going through a tough time, maybe it's it has something to do with you yourself. You know, like inner mm. inner mm. inner mm. emotions affecting other people's emotions. Yeah. I do really believe that too. I do think that um, there's an energy each of us project outwards, mm -hmm. like, and and it doesn't matter even if you talk to somebody, just a brief encounter. You can feel that energy as you go by and a positive yeah. one affects positively and a negative one affects negatively. Yeah. And I can just think of examples like, I don't, I, I, like, I don't know how that could be necessarily proven, but mm -hmm. like when there's just a negative energy in the room, when somebody is just such a negative person, it rubs off of me. It makes me yeah, irritated yeah. and it, it really brings me down, even though I've got no reason to be down other than the fact that there's somebody nearby me who's not happy. Yeah. Right. So do you think that part of this, okay, I've got a thought there in okay. the sense that, so technology has given us good things like healthcare. We've talked about how, you know, people used to die mm -hmm. for random reasons. We had no and idea now. Extended their lifespan. Mean, almost, yeah, almost half the women died in childbirth. Now, almost all women survive childbirth. So we've got this massive expansion. That's just one example, but we've got this massive, massive expansion of growth. So we have many, many more uh, uh, energies, okay. many more energies interacting with each other. And so one thing I was thinking about is one thing that kind of brings me down often is that like uh, in our town alone, we've expanded at a very rapid rate since I was a child, right? And, and a struggle right now for a lot of young people like you and I is acquiring land, like buying a home, yes. right? Like this, uh, the prices for homes has just skyrocketed. Our cities are becoming more and more condensed. And so um, we've actually, in our generation, we've seen some of the strongest economic declines, right? Whereas yeah. like the 80s and 90s were actually pretty good economically, whereas now they're starting to level off and decrease. Yeah. Uh, you know, examples like the 2008 stock market crash, which hasn't really been recovered. I mean, uh, the government just bailed out what happened and there's a lot of manipulation in how that works, but so, there's a lot more people, a lot more energies running around, uh, different various struggles. Like that's one, one is acquiring land, but also I think just a struggle with purpose and meaning too. Like we're also yeah. at the same time, we're becoming more connected to our devices, less to like social you're, interaction. You're like in a waiting room for a doctor's office and you're like, where you can't even have a conversation. Sometimes yeah. when you try to talk to people and mm. they just ignore you and look at their phone mm -hmm. or they're busy doing something else like they don't want to they don't want to have the small talk mm -hmm. that leads to something bigger mm -hmm. you know so i've thought about that a lot too and i think that in bigger cities you get a lot more of that uh you get a lot more like closed offness mm -hmm. and in smaller cities you tend to get more uh small talk yeah. dialogue and stuff so i think i think one thing is that we are draining each other yeah. in a sense. So like a big city, you encounter so many people day to day, a lot of them with that negative energy, 
like we were saying, kind of drains you. Like, it's almost like people can suck your energy, yeah. right? I, in in, in uh, the new age, they call that energy vampires. Energy vampires, okay. <laughs> I've never heard that term, but yeah. that makes sense. Because I've encountered energy vampires, right? Like, yeah. people that just suck your energy out, right? And even, you know, maybe... Maybe we're all energy vampires to a degree, right? Like, and I think that's true enough in the sense of we are all sending out and giving in energy. Yeah. And so there is an interaction in that way. But just the fact that in, as cities are growing, we're encountering more and more people and the exchange of energies becomes draining, yeah. right? Does that make sense, do you think? It makes sense. Uh... You know, I can't. Well, this podcast isn't about proving anything. No. That's for sure. We're just talking hypotheticals as much as we can. But based on what we believe to be true, uh, you know, like that makes sense to me. And, and it seems to be that the bigger the cities get, the higher preponderance I, of I think it's, suicide it's, and addiction. It also has to do with time. Okay. You put time into the factor. I don't have enough time to do this because of that. Mm -hmm. So, and I think it, a lot of people are making up excuses as well because they just don't want to deal with it. Well, that's an interesting one when you talk about time because it should be right now, we should have the most free time out of any society. We've got washing machines, dishwashers, uh, you know, like you can order groceries online. Right, yeah, like yeah. we've created a system that's freed up so much time. I think too many people uh, rely on their like chill time, mm -hmm. downtime, and stuff. I mean, like let's think about an age pre-television, even right? Mm -hmm. Like, what did people do in their in the free 70s. time? Well, like let's yeah, sure, even that far ago, like before computers and stuff. How many people are glued to their phones now? Or like, if if you counted how long you spent on a device, whether it's your TV or your phone, most, I remember actually looking this up once, the average is something like three to four hours a day. Yeah. Like three to four hours. Okay. And that's, that's outside of work, yeah. right? Like if you work on a computer or something, that's, that's, this is talking about like free time free on time, a device. Yeah, yeah. Three to four hours. Like if you say we, I don't have time for stuff, but you can spend three to four hours scrolling on Twitter scrolling or on like what does Instagram. that mean you're doing with your time right yeah and I think that's an energy drainer too it is definitely you know and not and both of us we use technology all the time we're using it right now mm. we're talking to people who clearly use technology um, I don't think there's anything wrong with these things I think we just need to figure out how we can use these where it doesn't create issues where it doesn't create dependency, mm -hmm. uh, addiction, or where it doesn't, um, especially anxiety, doesn't create yeah. anxiety. I wanted to say, uh, what, I want to ask you a question. What do you do the first thing you do when you wake up? Yeah, you check your phone. You check I check phone. my phone. Yeah. See, what I do, what I try to do is I put my phone in another room. Mm. and I use I, mine for an alarm. So. I, well, I use mine for alarm too, but like sometimes I do get, I have an alarm clock as well. So like that's a good investment. Like these. That is a good investment. Like, it's like no brainer, right? Like alarm clock. Yeah, and, that's tough. Yeah. And like just don't look at your phone. Have breakfast. 
Hmm. Look at the clock because everybody looks at the looks at their phone to know what time mm -hmm. it is, and then the next thing they see is like messages, emails, yep. draining their mm -hmm. their energy throughout the day. Like, oh, this is such a terrible day because I saw this, right? Mm -hmm. But just like have your plan out. Like you journal a lot. Like journal mm -hmm. before you mm -hmm. before you even look at your phone because your train of thought. Like like mm -hmm. a lot of people like to write dream journals. Right? I speaking of that, I wrote this the last three days in a row. Mm -hmm. I've written down like two dreams a night. So I... like, so actually I should correct myself. The first thing I do often is write to the journal because dreams just evaporate from you yes. within seconds if yeah, you don't write yeah. them down. And so, and I find if you start writing it down, you start to recall earlier and earlier things that happen, right? So right now, like I had a dream last night where I remember the ending. I was okay. holding a, a rifle. like. Oh. I was in the military before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't doing anything wrong with it. But I remember putting it on uh, the safety. Mm -hmm. I remember putting the safety on. And I woke up. I woke up with this rifle in my hand. And uh, I decided not to write the dream down. Oh, wow. But uh, I, in that moment when I decided not to write it down, I remembered a sequence of events that led to that, right? Um, but I didn't find it interesting enough to write down like nothing really did happen for some reason like i was just cleaning a gun or something like that yeah. right there's nothing super interesting but if i have something that ends interestingly i'll start writing it down and it usually leads into how i got there yeah like the transitions start coming back once you remember because you always remember kind of the end how i write my dreams down i don't know if you do or you how you do it that's just how it comes like mm -hmm. I, I write what just happened and then it reminds me of how I got to that moment. And then that moment reminds me how I got to that moment. And sometimes I can remember a lot of dreams, even though within that first couple seconds, I, ha I just remembered how I woke up. Like, that's it, right? Mm -hmm. It's crazy how within like 10 seconds of waking up, you can literally forget an entire dream yeah. that was like so vivid. I, I have a really problem with memory, like mm -hmm. a big problem with memory. And before I used to, because I didn't know how to, didn't know how to remember to put my e-brake up in my car. Because I was always, put, even though I'm automatic, I like to put my e-brake up because it's better on the car. So uh, I would put a sign in my car saying, e-brake. And then I would look at it and be like, okay, it's time to put my e-brake up every time I park. Mm -hmm. So that was one way, like notes are good. Um, but even mm -hmm. then, like for me, it's really hard for me to remember dreams unless like it just, it's burnt into my retinas, like, okay, you should write this down. Mm -hmm. then, I, then I can remember it, right? It's like, yeah. So do you, do you keep a dream journal by you? I don't. Being, I should. Because being prepared yeah. is the number one thing. So for me, uh, I will tell you, I have gone through months of writing three dreams a night. And I've gone through months without remembering a single dream yeah. when I wake up. And it's all about mindset and not just not just right before you go to bed, but like getting into a rhythm. The fact that the last three nights in a row, I've remembered my dreams and written them down mm -hmm. is because I like for a week before that, I prepared yeah. myself. I was telling myself like, I'm going to start thinking about my dreams again. Like I'm going to really take into account like I want to remember my dreams. Yeah. And it is about a mindset. Yeah, for sure. They also say that if you want a lucid dream, I know you know much about lucid dreaming, but lucid dreaming or uh, out of body experiences. But mm -hmm. if you want to have one of those, 
you kind of have to also get yourself into the same mindset. Mm -hmm. You have to tell yourself the night when you're sleeping, you'd be like, I want to have a lucid dream. Like mm -hmm. to keep repeating that to yourself until you fall asleep. Like mm -hmm. you don't have to say it all the time, but like mm -hmm. a number of times until you get it into your head and then maybe you'll have a lucid dream. Mm -hmm. I've lucid dreamed. I can think of one time uh, specifically where I actually was flying and I remember it being very difficult, like, which is, it's so weird how this dream. I like to hear this. <laughs> yeah. How I was flying. Like I, I remember like the feeling of like, I'm like, I'm asleep right now, but that's cool. I can do stuff. Right. Like, and right then I was like, I, I've always wanted to fly and I like push, I can think of another lucid dream. I can, maybe if I started to think and recall some, I could remember some. Okay. I've lucid dreamed a handful of times though. Not a lot, but okay. a handful. But I'll never forget this one specific one. And I like, I remember starting to fly over a valley and at times I'd start dropping a little bit. And like, it was almost like I was probably like tensing myself while I'm asleep, right? Yeah, like yeah. tensing myself. Cause I remember it like took a lot of energy to push myself up as I was dreaming. It was really weird, but it was I, cool. I think like when you're, when you're lucid dreaming, um, you actually don't have to try that hard. It's all about thought. Like if you think it's going to be hard, it's going to be hard. That's right. But right? so, yeah, but I was, but that was the feeling, right? Like, and so, uh, I'm not an experienced lucid dreamer. Yeah. I also talked to one guy who you know, I don't know how accurate this is because it's not me, but he said he lucid dreamed every night. He'd go to bed every night thinking about this same forest and he'd wake up in that forest every night. Yeah. That's what he said. Now, I don't know how accurate that is. If that's even like possible, like, can you lucid dream every night? That seems pretty intense, but that's what he said anyways. And so I think there is something about what you're, what you're focused on and, um, recurring dreams. Anyways, so we're getting off on a huge tangent. Here, uh, no, it's, we? it's okay. We can yeah. keep going. I, right. I was going to say like, I met a guy <laughs> who, who was saying his, his like relative was in the jail for a while and mm -hmm. he was lucid dreaming to get out of jail. Huh? So he was visualizing being anywhere else, anywhere but else. in prison. Mm -hmm. So that was interesting. That's kind of what got me interested in in mm. lucid dreaming in the beginning because I heard about that and I dreams never knew are, about it. Dreams are crazy and very interesting. And that makes a lot of sense, you know. I, I think about when we're talking about like our society and how we live today and just thinking about how difficult it must have been for a lot of people mm -hmm. back then. I feel like dreams were probably like an escape. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a almost like their form of television. I was going to say that. Yeah. Right? It's like, it's like, uh, and I bet you they show. lucid dreams. I bet you they lucid dreamed a lot, like, yeah. or at least recounted them and told them. And, um, dreams are very interesting. And well, if you look at mythology, mm -hmm. right? Like if you go back and I think the people who, like two, two cultures that bring up the most that would probably be related, related to the lucid dreaming would be the Egyptians and the Greeks because they were really, like yeah very yeah when you think spiritual. about spiritual well and when you think about both cultures like very like the mythical kind of ideas and stuff like that and very spiritual um they hmm. they had I, they had knowledge that is probably like so surpassed what we can even conceive right mm -hmm. now but it's like yeah knowledge as a form of like wisdom more so than like information right like 
we've got devices now that can tell us any stat in the world, yeah. right? But the knowledge they must have, especially because, like, what did they dedicate their time to, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, we we put our minds to work for an hour or two a day and then we call it quits, right? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, well, I need some me time now, mm -hmm. right? Like, and I do that too. I mean, I was playing video games before I came here. Like, yeah. video games is one, right? Like, it's, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with video games. I play yeah. them myself. But it is like, it, it is taking a break. Like, your mind isn't really... Um, it depends on the game too, right? Like, you can be playing a puzzle yeah. game. No, that's right. It's it's different. Like, um, video games would be an interesting discussion to do. We, one day, I can I talk about that. Oh, all I'm day sure long. you could. <laughs> I've got, but I've got some interesting perspectives too on it. Yeah. Like, I play uh, I play Call of Duty. Okay, which one? Uh, Modern one? Warfare Three. No. Oh. Okay. I've got uh, PlayStation Three. Okay. And I do survival. Do you know, okay. like survival. Is it? Are you playing online? Is it? Is this sometimes support for that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's two player. You can play two player, and uh, but sometimes I play solo. And it's just like every stage, it's a wave of guys. So you're oh, in a you're in a map. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every stage is a wave, and you kill guys and you get money, and then you can buy equipment, right? So yeah. as the stage progresses, like it gets harder and harder, but you can buy sentry guns and like bombs and things yeah, like that, yeah. and like teams of things and stuff. It's really fun, like, and. You know, video games is actually a very good social I was gonna say that too, thing, yeah. right? Like it is me and uh, uh, my old roommate, who I'll probably have, we've got a history together. He's my old roommate. He's also the father of my daughter's brother. Like, oh, okay, so, yeah. Um, one of my closest friends had a child with my ex. Like okay. we became friends after. I never but knew that. Yeah, we ended up living together. Um, very, it's a very interesting story. Okay. Like the two of us, but uh, we're still close friends. Like we talk today, and sometimes we'll be like, um, "Oh man, I feel like killing guys." Like that's how we say it <laughs> when it's like you wanna like wanna play, play some play video games. Game, it's yeah. like, "Hey, let's go kill some guys, right?" And then we'll <laughs> we'll fire up the uh, Call of Duty and we'll kill guys together. <laughs> but it's like fun, right? And we're yeah. We're born like, oh, and stuff like that, right? And we're always trying to get to the next level. And yeah. we're coming up with strategies and stuff. But I think about uh, playing like Mario Party and stuff when I was a kid, mm -hmm. right? I had an N64 and my garage was filled with kids, right? We used to play Mario Kart and uh, Super Smash Brothers, like yeah. some of these party games, right? It's a very good social aspects exactly, right yeah like I, I same here i would have like a whole group of people after school come over like let's go over to sean's like yeah. let's play some games right yeah. and, like playing burnout like trying to mm. see how many cars we can wreck together so have you noticed maybe you'd notice this more i i've had this kind of thought when uh, one of my gamer friends uh curtis he like he likes video games you know i'll play here and there like he's into what's new, what's coming out. He's an Xbox guy, so I, I know there's like different types yeah. of gamers kind of thing. He's an Xbox guy, and he was he's telling me about these various games that came out and stuff, and he'd bring it over and stuff. I'm like, let's play this, and I noticed a trend of mm. how newer games are getting rid of multiplayer. In a sense, like like the multiplayer is almost uh, what they're doing is they're creating multiplayer where you have to play online 
right? Like, okay. like as opposed to say- Split screen. Yeah, split screen, as opposed yeah. to split screen. They're, they're reducing the split screen intake. Now, he's saying like, that's just the way things are going, right? Mm-hmm. But, and I would, I would say like, oh, it's so that you have to get people to buy the game separately, right? Like mm-hmm. more sales. Yeah. Right. But what it's what it is reducing is having friends come over and play video games together. Like that was a great social. I can think of so many times where like you, my buddies are coming over. We got, you know, mom's got a pizza in the oven or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and all yeah. my buddies are sitting there playing Mario Kart and stuff. Like those were great times. You know, video games have a real. I think they're kind of introducing it differently now because hmm. um, there are a few games like uh, Jackbox, which is like. It's like a trivia type of game, yeah. And anybody can join on their phone, so they don't have to be in the same room, but they can be in the same room mm-hmm. to join in their phone. Mm-hmm. But so it's then the type it's, of game. It's the type of the games that you're that you're they're introducing. Yeah. So, um, Do, but so you being a gamer, uh, uh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one to answer. I was going to say, you being a gamer, have you noticed a trend that, um, like, you're you used to have a lot more friends come together to play games or do you see that type of trend in the gaming world like where people used to come together to play and now there's less of that i was going to say the a major factor that you got to consider is age right like yeah uh we start yeah we start to well we naturally like we start to lose friends after our 20s as it is Mm -hmm. right but then also you know you got people working more, families, things like that, or just growing out of it, right? Yeah. So that's, that's, well, we can there's too many that. variables save in that. Save that for there's, another topic. <laughs> yeah, there's too many variables in that question discussion. to get a real answer. But anyways. Like, okay, when we go back to society. Yeah, let's go, let's go back to that um, thought. <laughs> our main topic for today. Yeah, enough um, about video games. And technology yeah. advances, we mm-hmm. were talking about that. We've just dived into that for a little bit. Um, but... Like, what, my question is, like, what is normal? Like, what is mm. considered normal? Is there such thing as normal? Mm. Or is it just, because I, what I mm. see normal as is just boring. Mm. You know, like, I, I like I like to be unique. I like to have, like, mm. everybody is unique. I don't think there, there's, there's, there's what you should act like in public. Like, there's, like, mm-hmm. uh, behaviors, mm. like, how, how you should behaviors, act a certain yeah. way. But, um, yeah, what's normal? Yeah, what's, what's normal? normal? Mm. Nothing's I don't think anything's normal, to be honest. Hmm. Well, so we do, like, you know, you can, uh, I can think of one video that's been surrounding the internet. Okay. Lately, uh, maybe you've seen it, this woman in uh, Walmart or something. Oh, yeah, and yeah, she's, yeah, Have you seen it? Where yeah. she's, like, yelling at people, like, you, are we swearing on this podcast? I'm, I, I want to, well, I could bleep it out. It's okay. Well... Anyway, I mean, like, people seen it. Yeah, you need to, yeah, you need to accept the Lord Jesus Christ and like F you and stuff like that. Like yeah. just total contradictory, right? Like yeah. acting so out of sorts where, so I think, I think there is a level of normal that we can kind of sense when we're seeing some, something's not right. It's like something's acting out of sorts here. So I think. I think the best way to see what's normal, even though it might seem boring, right, is to see what's not normal. Like her, that's not normal. 
right? Like, mm-hmm. would you agree that's not normal? But that's well, I just call that radical. Like, that's it's mm-hmm. well, like that's definitely not normal. Um, but everything, everything's changing all the time. Yeah, nothing stays yeah. the same. So, like, even people who have routines, something's gonna happen that's gonna change throughout their day, and like. Uh, Society makes things change. Like, for example, you, you're filling out your taxes or whatever. They're like, okay, do it on paper back in the day, right? Mm-hmm. Now it's changing. Now you have to do it digitally, mm-hmm. right? What's normal? Is it normal to do it on paper or is it normal to do it digitally, right? So it's like nothing's really normal. Everything's always changing. Yeah, and we are changing, right, and how we interact with people. What's, what was normal uh, 20 years ago was you called your buddy. Now what's normal is you text them, right? Mm-hmm. It's abnormal. If somebody, if suddenly somebody's calling you, yeah. whoa, who's calling me? Like, yeah. I'll just text you later, right? <laughs> like, like that's abnormal, right? Yeah. So you're right. Like, normal changes. Like, yeah, it, it, the status of normal does. It changes with society. And right? nobody, the status of normal. Nobody does knows when normal society. starts mm. and normal ends, right? Yeah. For that norm, it's always changing. It's always changing. Yeah, that's right. That's a fair way to say it. So I think, I think then. Um, when just tying in what I was saying about how this woman is a clear case of abnormality. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, normal is a very broad topic to discuss. Like I think when we talk about what's normal or what should be normal is just uh, a basic uh, respect for one another, I think. Yeah. Right? Like, and I think that kind of stands the test of time and also i want to bring into like a, the, the thing like when you like say you're going to a store and you're like i want a bag you, you give them like a loony you're like i don't want the change i just want the bag just give me the bag and then they go they get the change they want to follow the rules right mm-hmm. society rules i have to mm-hmm. give them the change mm-hmm. no like just give me the bag you know mm-hmm. it's just like i don't care mm-hmm. if i get my change back mm-hmm. i just want the bag mm-hmm. like people some people are so stuck on following mm. society's rules in the system oh, right it, it's totally it, i could test really... that so often i like personally so one book to read which i'm going to put on my reading list okay is um is war uh sorry crime and punishment by fyodor dostoevsky he's one of okay. my favorite authors russian literature and it he in that he talks about this idea of the um the Ubermensch? Have you heard of the Overman? No. It, it's most famous in Nietzsche. And so I might get some flack for this for from the like Nietzsche historians. Okay. Who talk about how Nietzsche was the originator of this idea of the Overman. And the Overman, but actually it comes from Dostoevsky. He wrote before Nietzsche. And it's this idea that um, that like there's a certain like let's say laws and in generality like there's rules and laws for yeah. the everyday people but there there's a strive to be to make your own rules right so there's the and you'd call that like the overman somebody who 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 creates his own rules because he's above those societal ones that's like below him in the sense mm. of like that's for the dogs kind of right like yeah yeah like <laughs> i yeah i'm going to live by my own morality because yeah. my morality is higher than the society of morality mm-hmm. in, in essence right okay it can cause problems but 
Anyways, I'm like that all the time. Like, I don't know if it's a type of arrogance I have or something mm. like that. But, like, so one, like, my dog, Bradley, mm. I never take him on a leash anywhere I go. I'll go to, I'll, I'll carry one with me occasionally. And I have had a cop once tell me to put him on a leash just walking by. Um, but I will walk him everywhere. I'll walk him across busy streets like, yeah. because he's a smart dog. He's an, he's an overman. Yeah. Like in the sense, right? Like he's above the other dogs. Mm -hmm. He doesn't need this leash rule. Yeah. He will not cross the street without me. He will sit in front of a store when I walk into it and he won't leave. Like he's, you know, he's an, like he's a great uh, testament to this idea of, yes. the, of the overman because okay. he's literally over this leash rule. Yeah, he's above dog. that. <laughs> he's a superior dog, right? So that's a, that's a great analogy for it. So uh, in this idea of normal and abnormality, I'm with you in this idea, like, that's boring. Like, if we all just adhere to the rules and just like, oh, but the rules say, and that happens all the time to me when I'm walking by. Yeah, yeah. Someone's like, put that dog, do you know how many times I've heard, put that dog on a leash? And I'll be like, no, 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 he's okay. Like, he's fine. He won't yeah. bother you. Doesn't matter, it's the law. Like, do you know how many times I hear that? It's the law. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, what's the law there for? Like, you know, I don't get into it with them. I just say, yeah. okay, have a good day. And I walk away, right? Yeah. Like, because that's it. But these people who, they can even see he's a good dog. He doesn't go up to them, right? Like, he sticks with me. Yeah. He doesn't bother people who don't want to see him or who are fearful of him, right? Yeah. If he sees, he just stays away from them, right? Yeah. And he can see when somebody calls him and loves dogs and he gives them some love, right? Yeah. And so... Um, but these people who say, but it's the law, right? And I say, he's harmless. He won't hurt you. He won't run into traffic. Like there's, he's absolutely above this law, yeah. right? But it's the law, they say, right? Mm -hmm. But it's the law. They're strict adherers yeah. to the law. And I say, well, what's like, the law built for? Yeah, like, I'm uh, not going to mention any political names, but like, okay. you know, like, just like, if you look at politics, like people could get away with certain things because of their power status mm. when nothing is supposed to be above the law in that sense, mm. right? But there, no, that's, yeah. you have to take it into different perspectives. Yeah. So like if this person is getting away with like almost murder pretty much and you're getting away with having a dog off a leash, you know, mm -hmm. like which one yeah. really makes a big, bigger <laughs> impact, yeah. you know? Well, and in, and... That's what's so funny, because in that regard, like, do you know how many times I walk by cops with my dog off the leash? Like, all the time. Sometimes they'll wave. Sometimes they'll say, hey, nice doggy kind of thing. Sometimes they're curious, and they want to watch us for a second to see what we're up to. Yeah. And, like, to see that. And just this one time, mm -hmm. one time, and I've crossed so many cops. He's four and a half, and I've been doing this since he was six months. I've been taking yeah. him everywhere. So for four years... He's been walking around with me around town and I'm never a strict leash kind of guy. And only one time a cop was like, hey, and I, and I stopped Bradley he sat, and I said, sit. He's mm. like, hey, put that dog on a leash. Okay. And I had the leash in my pocket and I put him on the leash and he just walked and he just drove by. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. so, um, but yeah, like, I mean, what am I hurting here? Right? Like. And that's my, that's my rationale, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, okay, this law is built. I understand the law. Like, that's the difference, right? I understand this law. You put your dog on a leash because too many dogs have 
bitten people or uh, ran into traffic and mm. whatnot, right? But to, to put all types of dogs under one constraint is to, it's to diminish certain dogs, right? Yeah. Some dogs need that. Like, I, I'm glad for the leash law because a lot of dogs dog. are idiots. Yeah, it's not right? just dogs either. What's that? Like that applied to this law. You're talking, you were saying like you would, you could also apply humans to this law. Yeah. Not, yeah. Not, to in the the sense, not the least law, but hmm. I mean, you know, like hmm. but now, the, but now we're getting into this idea, like maybe, maybe my way of thinking about this leash law is how some of these politicians think about these laws, right? Like, oh, well, these laws are for the peasants, mm -hmm. the dopey dogs, mm -hmm. right? I'm a, a smarter dog, right? I can choose which laws to bound by and which ones not to. Mm -hmm. But it's about when those things interfere with the normality, right? The yeah. normal, like, like what I was saying, the, the natural normal, like this person isn't treating other people properly. Yeah, like yeah. to me, there's a, it doesn't matter how society has created normalities, like putting your taxes, like changing from taxes to paper to technology. Yeah. Like that's a type of normality, but the, the constant normality is like you treat each other decently. Yeah. Right? Is it like, harming somebody else? Is this, yeah, if, exactly. If, you got to look at the pros and cons and be mm. like, if, does it fit this criteria? If not, then this should be against the law. Right. Exactly. Right? So like, yeah. but then you look into things like addiction. I want to mm. get into this because, yeah, sure. um, like, like gambling, Ooh, this is tough gambling. So is it normal to have to go to the casino so many times a week? For casinos like gambling, addictive behavior, people can self-sabotage themselves legally mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because like there's there's no law against going to casino until you're until you're completely broke. And there's no way of like if you have a yeah. family member who's like has a gambling problem, you mm -hmm. can't stop them unless they do it themselves. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, and like me right now, I mean, I'm cracking my third beer here, right? I mean, mm. I think I have this under control, my addiction to alcohol, right? And I would say I do, uh, but a lot of people don't, right? Like there's, it's weird how some things, even though we know the, the tremendous harm they cause, like alcohol, right? Mm -hmm. The tremendous harm it can cause uh, to a lot of people, yet, uh, the law states you can drink until you die. Yeah. Like that's like that's my right. And so it is interesting. Uh, the gambling one's interesting in the sense of like, yeah, like you can really hurt your family. Yeah. Right? Like, whereas alcohol, well, I mean, we have laws against drinking and driving and stuff, but technically, like, you're hurting yourself. Yeah. Right? And so we can't really prevent people from doing things that hurt their bodies like we yeah self-sabotage really yeah is kind of a right and it it's it's sad yeah. well and and that's that's part of it right like we need to with free will and like freedom itself like i i would prefer like personally i prefer the fact that i'm allowed to drink myself to death than the fact that because people drink themselves to death, now nobody's allowed alcohol. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, 
I'd prefer this, the level of freedom, um, but I think a lot of people can't handle freedom, too. Um, well, you want to elaborate on that? Sure. <laughs> uh, so, it's interesting how I brought up my military past. Um, I knew guys who went to Afghanistan. Uh, one of my friends, he died of a brain aneurysm. Uh, afterwards and he told me some stories about stuff that went there uh, but one thing I remember him telling me about was the difficulty coming back and the extent of the freedoms um, like ignorance? So, so when well like when you're in the military you have no freedom um, you wake up when they tell you to wake up you do what they tell you to do and there's a level of freedom in that lack of freedom. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. kind of like a child. Um, children, if you give them too much freedom, um, they it it, it can it can themselves. create anxiety. Mm -hmm. Well, it can create anxiety because with with so many options, you don't really know what to do with it. It's almost like TV these days. Wasn't it a lot easier when you just had 20 channels and you just pick something to watch and that was it right yeah. or when you walked into blockbuster and it's like okay here's the movies even that was a lot of decisions to make but you made your decision and you went with it mm -hmm. and now with all these options it's almost hard to make decisions right so he would say how he'd go to the grocery store and he'd just stand in an aisle yeah with all like he wants to, you go for one simple task. I want to get a granola bar. And now there's like 20 options for granola bars. Well, which one do I get? Nobody's telling yeah. him which one to get, but he doesn't know how to pick, right? So I'm just kind of thinking about the idea that sometimes uh, having an abundance of freedoms can be quite hindering or not hindering. It can, it, it, it can create a chaos. Uh, over, not over, exact, um trying to think of the word it'll come back anyway, sure <laughs> well we need like i i think we we need at least some level of structure like right like uh whether it doesn't have to be rigid structure but everybody doesn't matter who you are there is some kind of structure in your life whether it's the bed you sleep in or um you know when you eat your meals these things can all vary obviously but I think everybody can think about something that's constant in their life, right? Um, or, or having a regularity of some sort. And I think it's especially true with children because we're not at the mental capacity yet to, to see options and make a decision, yeah. right? Like it's we're not there yet. It is overwhelming when that's you have a great too, many, way to put it. too many decisions. That's right. It is overwhelming and it can create anxiety. Right. And so I think that's actually that's part of the problem, too, is that within our society, the more and more we've got, we've got so many more options to do. We've got more options for uh, employment or where you want to move, what you want to do, what you want to watch on TV. Like there's just so many options and it can. Yeah, it can bombard us. Yeah. We can break down. Yeah. Like for like even just like looking for a TV subscription. Because now you don't want to pay for TV, so you just subscribe to Netflix or, or, or Hulu mm -hmm. or whatever you're on. Maybe you don't get Hulu oh, yeah, in Canada, so but many. 
there's so many options. Disney Plus just came out and not too long ago, and there's so many options now. I hear a lot of people too talk about like the simple times. You know, there's something to say about simplicity, right? That's that's there's calmness in it, right? And I think today we seem to be anxious, and maybe it has something to do with that, right? That that things aren't as simple as they were. I actually think it's has a lot of it has to do with the internet too. Like, you know, I would consider myself pretty smart now.、Um, I dedicated myself to learning. Right. Yeah. We live in a society now where you can know anything at the touch of a button. Right.、Um, university and stuff used to be dedicated and like kept. Aside for like the actual cognitive elites,、mm-hmm. right? I'm not a, a cognitive elite. I was in any ways when I was a child. Like, yeah,、uh, you know,、uh, when I started to dedicate myself towards learning and act like actually wanting to acquire wisdom. That's how I'd say it. When I dedicated myself towards acquiring wisdom, at about the age 21, I actually had a, a very、um, strong shift. In my being, and we'll talk about that another podcast. There's a lot that goes along with that. Yeah, but I'm not the same man I am now that I was before that shift.、Uh, but especially cognitively, like I would never consider myself to be someone wise or anything like, like that. Two hundred and fifty IQ, whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, nothing like that. Whereas now, most people would say like you seem wise beyond your years. Like you kind of seem like an old man. Yeah.、Um, but. Part of that is the access to the internet. I could order books online, right? Or I could search anything I wanted and stuff like that. And more and more people are going to universities and acquiring knowledge. And、um, I don't know. Maybe it's too much. Too much、maybe、freedom. It's, maybe it's creating stresses.、Um, yeah. Too many options. Yeah, and just like, let alone the arrogance piece and how people think. Like how it, how an abundance of it. That's where the wisdom kind of comes in. Like you need to offset the the knowingness with the, like humility, right? Because I'm also humble. I also yeah, like you want to you want to have a life balance of knowing and knowing and not knowing. knowing, not knowing. And that's and that's where we are, right? Like we're in the that's where we discuss it, and that's. I don't know who said it, but that's like that's a famous quote.、Uh, the more I know, the more I realize I know nothing. nothing right?、Yeah. Like the the more, and I find that completely to be true. Like, and I'm sure you do too. Yeah. And that's that's that humbling piece that a lot of people need to need to incorporate into their lives. But at the same time, I think like sometimes I get mentally just drained from knowing so much now. Yes. You know what I mean. Like, I felt that way a couple times in my <laughs>、yeah. life.、Uh, actually, I talked to one of our the pastor that at the church that you you were going to, or I was going to once in a while,、um, mm-hmm. and I was like, I know too much.、Mm. I was just having like a mental breakdown of like, I think I know too much, and like paranoid, and like、mm. it just mentally like drained because I was like, I thought I knew, but I technically I didn't really know anything. I just,、yeah. I just, I just, I really, I really thought、mm. like people were after me because like I knew too much, and I'm like, no, I'm just, it's just getting to my head is what's,、mm. what's happening.、Mm. Yeah, that's interesting, man. 
that's that's a tough one to think about speaking of knowing too much like it even this as we discussed you know today i was excuse me i was at school and then we're talking about what like what we're going to talk about here like i find when i put my brain to work and i start to learn things it gets draining man yeah like it really it takes a lot out of you uh my other friend who we're going to get on the podcast at some point he's got a lot to say okay. on different things like this but uh he's got a phd in philosophy and uh and i see him all the time and now that i'm going to school you know because i've worked mostly construction type jobs yeah uh and now that i'm full-time schoolwork and sometimes i'm like hey i don't think we can we hang out all the time like mm -hmm. at, at least once a week and he's and sometimes now he's finding that often i'm like i'm too tired to hang out today yeah yeah whereas before i was working way harder you know what i mean like i was physically i was uh every day eight hours a day i was working physically yeah and now i'm going to school and i sh you know the hours are less yeah. than what i was working but he's he's like you seem to be way more tired now yeah. like all the time and he's like see uh, you know uh, this puts credence to what i say about the school and stuff because he's he's got a phd so he's gone to school forever yeah. right and so he's heard a lot of people say like oh well, you're just going to school you should be fine to like come out and like do stuff like that but he's like no there's something to the mental work isn't yeah. and i'm like oh of course like i knew that was going to be a reality like because i've thought intensely before i've i've read and studied on my free time and when i do it in excess i get like exhausted yeah it's a mental fatigue but more than a physical fatigue yeah but it, and it moves into the physical right yeah. like like the mental fatigue creates a physical fatigue mm -hmm. and do you think we could be over exerting ourselves mentally like what do you think absolutely i think yeah. like on like just like conversations even with family like can if you have like arguments on a daily basis like sometimes you get into discussions with even not even your family but friends like you're always having the same conversation you're like i don't i disagree on this or I disagree on that mm. um mm. and in today's society i think it brings that's why a lot of people have like uh anxiety and mm. depression mm. and all that so yeah because disagreements i find the same thing even just thinking about some of the disagreements i've had is draining mentally because what it says is that um i know i have a position on a topic and i know a lot about it and that's why i've come to this position and if somebody is on the other side then they think the same thing and the fact that both of you have a position that's opposing um it's like it's a test in who, who's the smarter <laughs> person <laughs> yeah maybe so maybe there's a power struggle there right yeah like, like who's actually smarter um but like I, is your end goal trying to convince that person or do you just want to like get undone with it and just say that person won but you know you're right sometimes you have to let mm. it go that's well, the thing let's let's do a podcast on arguing okay. on arguments because <laughs> yeah. honestly i think we could talk a lot about that and and i think that's actually very important 
discussion to have because I've had a lot of arguments um, and, and I've had some very, very healthy ones and some very unhealthy ones. And so I think, I think arguments are bound to happen. We're going to yeah. have disagreements, but I think there's ways to go about it. And I, I feel like I have a lot to offer to that conversation, yeah, but right same. now I don't think I do. Okay. I don't think I'm mentally, we didn't prepare no, we didn't to prepare talk about that. arguing. Yeah. We prepared to talk about society, <laughs> which we're norm, kind of talking the norm. about. Yeah, and what's normal? What's moving normal? into addiction, and uh, do, do you think I should share that story about? Maybe we can put it in the next one. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna share a story about um, keep a them thought keep... about addiction yeah. and and prescriptions, and you know, tying in this piece of um, this piece of societal progression and modern medicine um, and how that can be abused sometimes. Yes. But I think we could save that story for the next podcast, for the next one or another day because mm -hmm. we're starting to wind down here, wind down here, yeah. which is nice. I'm feeling, I feel you like know. you let a whole bunch of steam off. Yeah. And what about you? Do you feel like you let I some felt, steam I, off? Yeah. Well, it's not really steam. I, I think I've, I've, I've intaked, a lot of what you said and mm -hmm. let go of a lot of problems that was bottled up. So, yeah, I, I, some of the things you said, just, just transitioning into different ideas. I was like, night, like I really liked that. You know, I took even just a simple thought can just really put so much perspective. Yeah. Well, if you think about way of how you Think about things. You know, yeah. Really... Well, you think about what I said about the hundred monkey experiment. Yeah, that was huge. Think about me. the pyramids. It's like, whoa, that was that was big. That that made me think a lot about our energies for sure. Because I've felt those things before. You know, mm -hmm. like I felt like the energies and stuff. But there's there's experiments that kind of show like evidence to that, and and the fact that I do believe that to be kind of you know a truism like that what does that say about what we can't see right and and the importance of how we treat each other and how we treat ourselves right yeah. and how we even how we go about washing a potato right <laughs> like to think that what we do affects everybody affects everything Everything that we do affects everything. But and so bringing back into the butterfly effect in our yeah, first podcast. That's episode. right. <laughs> and bringing it into that normative behavior, right? Like in the sense of when you act, you know, we're, we're talking about the varying levels of norm, normal, but when you act outside of the boundaries of how we're supposed to treat each other and how you rec recognize right away, that's not normal, right? Um, it really affects people and it can be draining. Some of us are attracted to it, right? Like not normal stuff. Yeah. Some people That's are very true, much attracted to but it. But a lot of them are energy vampires too. That's right. A lot of people are. And that's weird then. What do you, well, we don't really need to get in too much into detail of that, but I think we're all somewhat energy vampires in the sense of, I think there is, like I said, with the fact that rats are like social creatures too. We're, we're social creatures. We need other people. Like, so maybe that energy exchange, it's a need. Like, it's like the, the Chinese definition for um, economy. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know what the translation is, but it means like 
to fluctuate. So like anything that you give out, you get back, but like you you you, but have, to, a, you have to put it back in. But it's a fluctuation. Yeah. So yeah, fluctuation is yeah. a cycle. It's a cycle. Yeah. Yeah. And so there can be varying accounts of it, right? Like somebody mm-hmm. can be putting out more than they're taking in. Some people can be taking in more. Yes. Than they're putting out. But all of us essentially put out and take in. Yes. There's just different degrees to how that goes about. Exactly, yeah. And um, different types of the energy we give out and take mm-hmm. in, right? Like I would say I'm actually a, a very empathetic person. Like when somebody um, when somebody gives a detailed story of something and like shares uh, something that's sad, like I feel sad. I can feel other people's emotions quite strongly. There's actually a word for that. What's, what's um, that called? There's clair, there's clairsentient, clairvoyance. Mm. One of them is about feeling. They're all mm. different senses. So like one of them is the empath of clair. Okay. I, like I'm gonna mm. say sentient. I think sentience the smell. So like you could have a very strong sense of it's like a psychic sense of smell or mm. a psychic sense of feeling. And I think you're feeling that empathic yeah. connection. You know there. It's, there's a lot to it, right? Like I can clearly see that they're upset. Like I can, but, but a lot of the times it's not seeing, right? It's, it's like a feel like I, it's almost like I can feel their heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Like, and my heart's feeling it too. Like not my head. It's like my gut. Yeah. 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 But not my gut, like in my chest, you know, mm-hmm. like there's something to that about like the That's heart. Interesting. It is very interesting. I've just just this last year, I've started to really think about it and like realize it and know that it's true. You know, I've kind of been able to more understand it. Whereas before I didn't really understand my feelings as well. You know, like I'd be sad or I'd be happy or I'd be angry and -hmm. I didn't quite understand why. Mm -hmm. But now I'm starting to understand these things. And the more, the more I recognize like it when it's when it's me and when it's other people like it it's giving me a lot of clarity that's for sure it's still a work in progress obviously but it's a step in the right direction yeah i think you doing what you're doing like on your your path right now going back to school quitting Mm. your job yeah finding your your true life's purpose that will put you on the right path like that's what you need to do Mm -hmm. so yeah, I'm excited to to start making a change, making a difference for sure. Um, I feel like I'm on the right path, mm-hmm. right? And it's interesting thinking about the domino effect and the butterfly effect, uh, domino theory and the butterfly effect, doesn't matter. <laughs> but how, you know, all the things connect, like from my past, even if they don't seem like they do, Mm-hmm. They do, yeah. right? And even those jobs that I worked that have nothing to do with what I'm doing now, yeah, they still do, like, right? And so I think something to think about that and what I'd like to, like, at least finish my thoughts here in this podcast about is that, like, no matter where you're at, it's, it's your path. You're on your path, yeah. right? And it might... You might change the direction, but everything you do even now and everything that you've done, it, it is all part of the same path. Yeah. And you just need to recognize how 
you can learn from those experiences and how they came, right? Like I'm getting into social work. I worked construction, but I can think back to the multiple conversations I had with, excuse me, ex-cons, mm -hmm. like uh, struggling fathers, you know, like just these basic interactions, right? Like we were saying before with employment, we, we need some type of interaction and there's yeah. something to that. And everything leads from one place to the next. And whether, whether we like it or not, our past is our past. We can create our future, but our past creates the future. I'm um, getting into all these. Yeah, getting, getting a little bit tangled there. <laughs> but no, but, it's, but, but I do believe that to be true. Our past, the past does create the future in the sense that our present is built from our past. Mm -hmm. But we need to be able to like we need to be able to discern the past. We need to learn from it. We can't hide from it. We need to figure out uh, proper modes of conduct, where we've fallen, where we've done wrong. Uh, we can't shy away from mistakes. We need to learn from mistakes. Yeah. And we need to but but the best I think the best um, best resource we have is our own life, right? Like, like I was saying with that guy who, who could uh, dream, uh, lucid dream, mm -hmm. I was saying, that's what he claims. I don't know. That's the thing. We can't really know anything, but ourselves. we can know ourselves. Yeah. We do know where we've been. Mm -hmm. to, and you to don't have degree. to prove that to anybody. Like that's right. you could be like, I, this happened to me and they don't believe you at all. And it doesn't really matter, doesn't matter. just let it go. Because yeah. like one day either something like that's gonna happen to them and they're gonna start believing in it and then they're gonna be looking for you but like, this happened to me, I can't believe it, right? Mm -hmm. Or they're gonna just go down their life path not believing in it at all and then it never happens to them. Like that's why I always keep, if you keep saying, beliefs shape your reality. So whatever you're believing is gonna, is, mm -hmm. it just means, just because you believe in it just means it's gonna happen but you have to kind of make it a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Your belief, a lifestyle, and then you'll run into more people like that. That's why career, mm. you have a, you have a, you believe in something, you believe in something so much, you follow that career path, mm. and then you run into more people. Yes, that's right. Like-minded people like that are like that. Mm. Yeah, and you have to, you have to follow your path, right? Mm. Like you can't, you can't waver based on what other people think. Like you know yourself, better than anybody else does yeah right like um arguably god is different would be a different one but we're going to talk about that at some point in yeah. another podcast but as far as we know as far as i can tell i know myself better mm -hmm. than you know me of course and you know yourself better than i know you and so we can't we can't focus on what we what we might want somebody else for me or what somebody else says I should be doing or what I, what I shouldn't be doing or telling me what to do. You know, do you know how many people when I quit my job and joined school, do you know how many people told me what I should do? Like, yeah. are you serious? <laughs> yeah, like, I understand Like, let that. alone like, uh, um, like I'm pretty self-aware, but even to the extent that somebody isn't very self-aware, they're still more self-aware than your coworker, right? Yeah, like yeah. to think that like somebody's gonna try to impose what I should do in my life, mm -hmm. like 
dude, I'm 29 years old and I think about my life constantly. Yeah. Like I know what I should be doing and I know where I've come from and where I want to go, right? That is a key. We should, we need to really focus on where we've come from and where we're going. Not focus on where we come from in the sense of like, like the hurts and stuff mm -hmm. like that. We need to realize those are realities, but, but use those. Plan. Yeah, use like those as fuel. Like I think about some very difficult times I've been through and I see them as opportunities for growth. Like yeah. mistakes I've made or just mistakes I've seen other people make or, or things I just wish would be a little bit different. You know? I wanted to say like, there's this guy entrepreneur that I listen to a lot mm -hmm. and he, he, he usually gives you the same three advice, like three different types of advice. I can only get into one right now. I'm going to dive into one. Sure. But it's just like pretty much Good. the advice is just do it. Just because do it. like, <clears throat> like, um, Gary mm -hmm. V, Gary Vanderchuk is one mm -hmm. of the guys I listen to and he, he's always like, okay, what's your problem? The guy would say, oh, I live with my parents. I have this, I have this job. I'm going to school to learn this, but I don't want to learn this. I don't want to study this. I actually want to do this. He's like, so what's the problem? He's like, well, I'm already three years in and I have one year left. He's like, well, quit and do what you want to do. Start your business, mm -hmm. right? Just do it. Mm -hmm. So like it comes down to just do it all the time. Mm -hmm. It's the same three different types of advice that he has just in a different format. And just it comes down, cut the cookie cutting everything to put mm -hmm. it into form, just do it. So. That's good in the sense of, so it's kind of separating what I said, where people are telling me what to do. What's different about this is that he's recognizing this person knows what they need to do, but they're lacking motivation, mm. right? They're, they know what they need to do, but they're making excuses, yes. right? And I like that idea about the just do it because you're cutting through those excuses. Like we need to get rid of excuses, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's what we need to do. If you know you're meant to do something, just do it, yeah. right? Like, and that's scary though. That is scary. Yeah. And so that's what's so important about somebody like that. You have to, you have to take the risk. Because you, you need somebody who's going to encourage your courage, right? Mm -hmm. Like you need somebody who's going to help you with the courageous aspect because that's courageous, right? Yeah. To, to do a shift is difficult. Like for me to quit my job, a good paying job, to go back to school, now I got to think about how I'm going to pay the bills. Yeah. I got to think about the fact that when I come out of school, I'm going to be making less money mm -hmm. than I was in my job before. Yeah. Like to consider these things, even though I know that's the pathway, I was creating excuses, 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 right? But what you need is somebody who's going to validate you, right? Mm -hmm. Give you that courage. No, it might be tough. Or like a role model or a mentor. Well, exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, that's where the best cur in encouragement comes from somebody you respect and somebody because yeah if somebody says just do it to me and and they haven't done anything in their life yeah. right and be like well who are you to tell me to just do it mm -hmm. like you just did it and you're nowhere yeah, right yeah but to hear like a motivational word from somebody you respect is very encouraging yeah. and i think a lot of people just need that they need support they need somebody who's gonna um, just give them the motivation. We need positive thinking like mm -hmm. that. That's uh, a good tie into the idea of the energies, right? Like we need the positive energies, right? Mm -hmm. That 
that person isn't an emotional was that the term emotional vampire uh energy some energy, energy vampire, vampire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're they're giving energy right mm-hmm. the fact that he's motivating that's giving somebody energy we need to give each other the energy to pursue those kind of things right yeah and when you are happy with yourself when you've like let's just say i finish my school i land a good paying job i'm in my element yeah that's when i need to use that energy and keep it rolling and mm-hmm. start instilling it into other people because you can give that to people yeah definitely um I want to kind of wrap this up because yeah. we've, we've been going on for a little while. Yeah, and I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we yeah. talked pretty good topics, but uh, we'll... Yeah, we'll, that was good. We'll cut. We'll bring up the, some of the topics that we were going to discuss <laughs> in this podcast into the next one. Yeah, and... so where are we moving to next from here? So we talked about society. We moved into um, kind of the various progressions we've made but also how that's hindered a lot of things yeah um how we're kind of separating ourselves from each other some technology stuff some um some medicinal stuff we talked about Do we move that into well we move we'll talk, that into energy talking to pharmaceuticals doctors mm. that was the plan norms but, and stuff like that about and more, more into addictions yeah we move more into addiction i think I think that's a good thing to continue the discussion on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is a very important discussion about yeah. addiction. Like it's very prevalent in our society. Addiction and suicide, like that, yeah. like these. I think just depression is something. Depression, emotions. isolation, emotions. Yeah, the struggle with emotions, with meaning, with purpose. All those things are interconnected, right? And so we're kind of getting at the. The heart of it, I think, it, and that's the tr- trouble with this kind of idea, mm-hmm. is it's so big. Like, there's so many different factors, obviously, as we're learning when we discuss this. There's a lot of factors. So, to get to the heart of our society where it is right now, and the various struggles, we're just going to have to have another conversation about it. All right, sounds good. Till next time, I'm Sean Souls. Yeah, I'm Nathan Sands, and uh, thanks, for thanks for listening. Yeah, and we'll see you next time. All right.